So as Ryan said as we started this morning that we are in this series that we're calling Kingdom Come, how the beautiful life is made real in community. And it's this series that is all about this, this beautiful life that Jesus does invite you into. That beautiful life shines brightest in, speaks most powerfully in our shared life together. And so last week we looked at how, how God calls us into this way of life. And, and if we're doing it right, this, this way of life reflects Jesus, how God has loved us through Jesus to the world around us, to our broader culture around us. And this morning we're going to start to begin to look at how, how exactly are we to reflect Jesus to that broader culture around us? What is the, the shape and the texture and the flavor of our shared life together to take? And so this morning is all about hope as we jump into the core of this series. And so I, I want to begin like this. I want you to picture someone close to you, someone that, that you know who does not know Jesus. Someone close to you who is not in a relationship, a real relationship with Christ. For you, who is that person? I want you to come up with their name. I want you to take a snapshot, if you will, of their face. And I'll give you just a second to do that. Do you have your person? All right, take that snapshot, slide it in your back pocket. We're gonna come back to that in a few moments. Because I think before we we, we deal with that, we've got some work to do, and that work is we need to define hope. I've used this definition before, and I think it's probably the most straightforward, the most meaningful definition that I can give you for this idea of hope. And hope is simply knowing that everything is going to be okay. Yet, if we're honest, hope is a precious commodity. Because there are all kinds of things in our world right now today that make us question, is everything going to be okay? If you plug into our instant 24-7 news cycle, these days it seems like every five minutes that that newscaster, their hair is on fire, they're losing their mind about whatever that thing is because they, 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 they almost act like this thing is going to cause the world to come to an end. So for us to make this idea of hope real, let's spend a few minutes with this. And it's been a while since I've done this, but I'm gonna need your help. So, so uh, let's answer this question together. What are the things that are happening in our world right now that make people say, I'm not sure that everything is gonna be okay? Help me out with this. What are those things? All right, I heard politics. I heard something back here. Government shutdown. We'll call that politics as well. Moral decay, war, war. Disaster. disaster, abortion. Kevin's back there typing as fast as he can. <laughs> Give me one more and we'll call it good. Hate. Seems like hate is on the news constantly these days. 
And so if these are the kind of things that are happening in our world today, as, as Kevin populates our list, as you look at this list, how does this list make you feel? Give me some words. Depressed? Anxious? Worried? Sad? Hopeless? That's a fitting word. What's that? Fed up, right? confused why do these things seem like they keep happening over and over again on repeat and so please understand this here's what we're saying that hope is no matter what is happening in our world today no what no matter what is happening out there in the world no matter what is happening right here in front of your face no matter what is happening that might tempt you to think otherwise in the face of 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 these these feelings that these very scary things might conjure up hope is knowing that despite our list hope is knowing that everything is going to be okay and the reason that you and I can have hope in the face of these scary things and we're going to see this in our scripture in a moment but the reason that we can know with confidence that everything is going to be okay against the reality of this very broken world that we live in, against the reality of our very broken lives, we can know true hope because true hope has come to us. Jesus has come to us. In our world, which is not a very hopeful place, where there is not a lot of everything is gonna be okay to go around, true hope, Jesus has come to us. Yet if that person that doesn't know Jesus, that, that, that person that I asked you to, to picture their face in your minds a few moments ago, if that person doesn't know Jesus, where are they gonna anchor their hope? Where do they find their sense of everything is gonna be okay? And are those things that they reach for, are those things bomb-proof like Jesus is? Does that person that I asked you to picture, does that person feel the weight of the bad news on our list? They absolutely do. And does that person feel those same emotions? Confusion and anger and frustration and sadness. Do they feel those same things when confronted with the realities of that list? They absolutely do. Yet without Jesus, the true hope of the world, where is your person gonna find bomb-proof hope? Where are they gonna look? Are they gonna open a Bible? Are they gonna step foot in this room on a Sunday morning? Are they gonna read the latest book by Tim Keller or Rick Warren? For the person that I'm picturing in my mind, they're not gonna do any of those things. Yet is that person gonna watch your life You better believe it. And that gives us something to talk about this morning. Your life speaks volumes. So what is your life saying? Is your life speaking hope to those around you? This morning, we're gonna look at a couple of scriptures. Our first scripture is actually the scripture that that Ryan read earlier in our time together this morning. And it's the Apostle Paul, and he's writing this letter to this church family in Colossae, and he makes a beeline for hope. 
And what I want you to look for as, as you listen, as, you, as we read this together is, where does this church family that Paul is writing to, where does their hope come from? Where does their hope come from? You can read this slowly. Here's how Paul says it. We always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. The same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. Did you see it in there? Did you hear it in there? Paul says, man, I give thanks for you guys because because your faith and your love, your faith, your confident expectation in God, your love, you're, you're reaching out beyond yourselves to give and to serve. Man, word is getting out about you guys and that confident expectation, that, that, that sacrificial reaching beyond yourself, that is rooted in hope. And that hope comes from, is born out of when, when y'all first heard the good news of Jesus. When these people first heard how, how God has loved them through Jesus, through Christ's obedient life, through his sacrificial death on the cross, through his resurrection and power. And not only is that good news of Jesus the source of their hope, but that good news is changing lives. That good news is bearing fruit. That good news is spreading across the world and across the pages of history has arrived into 2019 and is still doing the very same thing today. And that's how we get to hope. Hope that is born out of the good news of Jesus. Hope that is born out of, out of Jesus' life and death and work and love. Hope that is born out of true hope. Hope that is bearing fruit and is changing lives and not just changing your individual life but changing our lives, impacting our story together. Here's what Paul once again writes towards the end of the letter to the Romans about our life together and what our changed lives together, what that's supposed to look like. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. 
Paul writes about the texture of this church family's life together because, because Paul knows that their life together is saying something. Our life together as a church is saying something. Your life is saying something. So what are our lives saying? Peter comes at hope from a different perspective. Peter writes about hope against the, the backdrop of suffering. So, so not just the suffering caused by the realities like we captured on our list a few moments ago, but, but for Peter, he's writing about hope against the backdrop of suffering caused by target attacks against the followers of Jesus. Here's how Peter says it. This is 1 Peter chapter three. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. And so if Paul sketched out for us that it's the good news of Jesus that is the source of our hope, And that good news is still changing lives, still changing our lives. Peter gives us what we should do when someone asks about our hope, right? The hopeful hopeful kind of life that they see displayed in us. When someone asks about our hope and how that's an incredible on-ramp to talk about our true hope in Jesus, and so, so Peter gives us a couple of concrete, actionable how-tos, right? Be ready. Be ready to explain your hope. Be gentle. Be respectful. Keep your conscience clear, which is really an appeal to live with integrity, a bit of shorthand that, that is is shorthand for the kind of list that Paul just gave us from the book of Romans. Some how-tos on how to explain our hope because when it comes to explaining hope in Jesus, I wonder how, how comfortable, how confident you feel in explaining your hope. For many of us, our minds go to, okay, if I talk about Jesus what if there's this theological question that I cannot answer? What do I do? What if there's this this ethical or moral question and I get asked, well, why do Christians believe that? How do I answer those kind of questions? How do I defend Christianity? And the answer is that God is doing that quite nicely on his own. What if they asked me to, to, to explain how following Jesus compares with Islam, compares with Buddhism? How do I do that? When it comes to sharing your hope, sharing your hope with that person that I keep asking you to bring to mind, do you worry about those kind of things? I think that this quote by James Bryan Smith helps us here. Here's the quote. Most of the questions that people will ask you are are not the real issue. What they really want to know is, is it true? And the answer to that is not primarily in an intellectual idea, but in a changed life. 
that is something that you can give them. Our life is the most profound witness to our connection with God. What they want to know is, is it true? Do our lives point to this hope that should be evident in our lives that it is true? And so for Peter's list of how-tos, here's what Peter is simply saying. And let's put this in the context of that person. Being ready is not just being ready for when that person rolls up on you and asks, even though hopefully that happens. But it's also watching for opportunities. Watching for moments when that person is open and asking big questions. Watching for for when and, and where that person might be stuck in life. Watching for when and and where that person is hitting speed bumps in their life. Watching for what that person is hungry for. And if they are seeing hope in your life, chances are really good that they might be open for conversation. And a really, really effective way to engage in a conversation to share your hope is by asking non-threatening, inviting questions. And because you know this person, I'm going to assume that that you can ask them personal kind of questions. Like, how are things going in your life, really? What's going well for you? What could be better? What, What are you finding missing in your life? And then as they answer, your job, and this is crucial, your job is to listen. To really, really listen. Watch how they respond. Watch their body language. Watch their eyes. Pick up on their comfort or their discomfort level. But listen intently in a way that that actually listens for what is happening in their hearts and lets them know that you really do care about them. Because attentive listening is such a lost art these days and is absolutely a way to, as you listen to that person, to demonstrate the love of Jesus. Ultimately, you you are listening for, for where God is at work in that person's life, and your response after you've listened, and listened some more, and listened some more, your response is twofold. With gentleness and with respect, Show them how the grace and the love of Jesus intersects with your story and show them how the grace and the love of Jesus intersects with their story. Share your story of hope. And if that's a struggle for you, if you tell me, Brian, I don't know that I have that kind of hope in my life. Or if you would say, Brian, yeah, I identify as a follower of Jesus, but when I look at my own life, hope is not a word that I come up with. If that's you, and this is what makes preaching hard, but if that's you, I invite you to talk to me or one of our other pastors, right? We're not gonna preach at you. We're not gonna come down on you, but I would consider it a privilege to explore that with you. And to explore where where you might be sensing Christ's invitation to you in that. But as we grow into this larger story of Jesus, 
as your identity becomes more and more defined by the larger story of Jesus, becomes more and more defined by hope. Bible scholar N.T. Wright talks about hope and sharing your hope this way. He says, the solid facts about the future hope of Christians are a powerful motivation for constant faith and costly love in the present. A mission-shaped church must have its mission shaped by hope. That the genuine Christian hope rooted in Jesus' resurrection is the hope for God's renewal of all things. Think back to that list that we created. For his overcoming of corruption, decay, and death. For his filling of the whole cosmos with his love and grace, his power and glory. Roots in the future, roots in the resurrection, roots in the eternal victory of Jesus, roots that are firmly planted in eternal life, roots that nourish the trunk and the branches and ultimately produce the fruit that draws others into the story. To be truly effective in this kind of mission, one must be genuinely and cheerfully rooted in God's renewal. Overcoming corruption, decay, death, for his filling the whole cosmos with his love and grace, his power and glory, roots in the future, roots in the resurrection, roots in the eternal victory of Jesus, that sounds like everything is gonna be okay. That sounds like hope. That person that I keep asking you to bring to mind, that person close to you who is watching your life, your life speaks volumes. So what is your life saying? Is your life gonna speak of your hope in Jesus to that person? Only you get to make that call.